Alright guys, welcome in to today's episode of Southeast Tooth Podcast. It is Monday, January 21st, 2019. On today's episode of the podcast, a rewind of all the biggest uh, storylines and action from over the weekend and uh, looking ahead to uh, what's going to be another fun week in the world of SEC basketball. We start uh, with probably what's the most significant uh, piece of news in the SEC right now. And that is uh, Tennessee taking over the number one spot in the AP poll this week. No surprise, uh, given that Duke lost to Syracuse uh, last week, even though they came out and beat Virginia over the weekend. Uh, Everyone pretty much expected that uh, if that happened, Duke and Virginia both lost. Of course, Michigan lost as well. That would allow uh, the Vols to take over the top spot, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, You guys know how I feel at this point about polls. Uh, I don't put a whole lot of stock into them. But I've said for a couple weeks now that I think Tennessee's the most complete team in the country. And so uh, I, I would agree with where they're sitting in this uh, week's poll. And I just continue to think when you look at how they play, when you look at everybody that they have contributing, you have two uh, legitimate SEC Player of the Year candidates playing alongside each other in Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. Uh, Tennessee is just sort of that complete package right now. Now, that also brings us to the game against Alabama, which a lot of people are kind of saying, well, you know, what happened? Did did Tennessee just have a bad game? Or I just don't think that's the case. As I said on Twitter over the weekend, the thing about Alabama is that when Alabama plays to its potential, it's good enough to, to be in games like that. And that's probably one of the biggest frustrations Uh, with Alabama fans is that they know that that potential is there. It's just you don't see it uh, on a game-by-game basis. And so that's one of the things where you have to just give Alabama some credit for how they played in that game because they made shot after shot. Uh, They made the plays you need to make, uh, except they just couldn't hit free throws. You go 8 of 18 from the free throw line, and yes, I know everyone's going to talk about uh, the traveling call late in the game. Uh, that could have allowed you know Alabama to, to, to hit a shot to win the game. Uh, but either way, it's something, yes, that, that was something that really stood out. But you also had opportunities. And I still think moral victories, everyone talks about them. I, I'm not someone, that, and you know how coaches feel about it. There, there are not really such thing as moral victories when it comes to this kind of stuff. But it's at least something that the Crimson Tide can build off of and hopefully just look at and say, hey, if we play like this, you know, it's something where we know we can come out and, and beat anybody in the conference. If we can play that way against the team, that, that is the absolute best in the conference right now. So uh, the Vols deserve to be at number one. Uh, they've kind of put together the entire body of work to this point. You're an overtime loss to Kansas away from still being undefeated. And so uh, it's certainly a great accomplishment for Rick Barnes' team Uh They've come a long way, haven't they, since being picked uh, 13th in the preseason media poll last year uh, to capturing a share of the regular season title a year ago, now being number one team in the country. Uh, and they've earned it. They've they've gone out and outworked people, and they just have a toughness to them uh, that really just isn't going away at this point. But looking at some of the other stuff that stood out uh, from the games on Saturday, 
the best game of the day, if well, you can probably throw the Tennessee-Alabama game in the mix as well, but I thought the best game of the day was Kentucky and Auburn. Uh, the Wildcats get the 82-80 win uh, at Auburn Arena. Uh, the atmosphere was exactly what we expected it to be. It was a very good game. But the, the Wildcats are just kind of finding their way once again at this point in January, which seems to happen every single season where they just start to have things that click and they're able to make those winning plays that you have to make if you want to be a national championship contender, which is we know is what Kentucky wants to do every single season, and they just made those plays. Tyler Hero uh, came up with a lot of those plays in that game against Auburn. Kelvin Johnson was big. Really, that they got quality balance. Uh, when you talk about you know their top four or five players, they got exactly what they needed out of them. And that's what you have to do to win games on the road in the SEC. And I said it in the Power Rankings post, which, by the way, you can find this week's Power Rankings over at southeasthoops.com. I put them up uh, on Monday morning, so be sure to go over there. Check those out. Not really anything that should probably throw anyone off uh, at this point in the season uh, because we're still kind of early and uh, there's not a whole lot that maybe separates some of these teams. But with Kentucky... It's a situation where you get one of the best road wins, I think, of any team in the SEC this season. It's not an easy place to play. As we know, as opponents have found out uh, over the past couple of years, and just being able to make those plays was huge. And for Auburn, you know, just kind of like we talked about with Alabama against Tennessee, Auburn had its chances, but just could not sort of make those plays, could not make uh, Kentucky kind of, thrown off a bit in some of those key situations uh either way it's not a you know we, we know it's not a bad loss for Auburn it's still one of those games that could have went either way uh Auburn to me is still one of the the top uh teams in the SEC even though maybe I have them a little bit lower this week uh than people would expect but I think it's based on what we've seen from the teams in front of them at this point but there's no doubt uh, when you look at the Tigers that they're still a team that that has the the weapons you need to get to a Final Four. Now, if that happens, you know, it's all going to depend on the matchups once you get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, but Auburn's a team that, that has everything you need. Those were two of the best teams in the SEC playing in that game. Uh, but Kentucky, that that's a huge win. And the Wildcats, you know, I mean, they have an opportunity here to kind of keep things rolling right along. Uh, you got back-to-back home games this week against Mississippi State. Then you got the Big 12 SEC Challenge against Kansas. Uh, so th- this is a great opportunity for, for as we sort of look at every single season, it's a great opportunity uh, for Kentucky to kind of keep rolling right along since they seem to be figuring some things out um, with Auburn. You know, it's a game that, that again, could have gone either way. Uh, Auburn's now 2-2 two and two in the conference, but 2, and I don't want to say this is the most important week of the season for Auburn because it's not. I mean, we haven't reached that point. Uh, but two very interesting road games coming up this week. They'll play at South Carolina on Tuesday. They'll play at Mississippi State on Saturday. We know how well South Carolina's played, and we'll get into them in a second after that LSU game. Uh, But Mississippi State, another team, that's not an easy place to win. So this is a very intriguing week for Auburn. I think we're going to learn a lot more about kind of where this team is right now um, because these are two interesting matchups. And I think for for Bruce Pearl's sake, he knows this team's got to be ready uh, anytime they go on the road in the SEC, but particularly, I think these two these two games are going to be very interesting and probably going to tell us a lot about where uh, things are at right now for the Tigers. We just mentioned South Carolina, uh, which will will host Auburn there on Tuesday, but 
That game against LSU, I kind of said it before, and don't get me wrong, I was not expecting the the differential and point total uh, to be what it was, but you just felt like it was a pretty good setup for LSU to come in and kind of have an emphatic sort of performance uh, against a team that was 4-0 in the SEC, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the Tigers just took control from start to finish, and they did not look back. Um, and it, it was one of those things that you kind of felt like was going to happen in South Carolina at some point. Um, but And the reason why it happened is because of just how talented LSU is. I know some people are tired of me repeating it at this point, but LSU is one of the most talented teams in the SEC. If not, one of the maybe top 20 talent-wise in the country uh, just based on all the different playmakers they have on the roster and what they're getting uh, from everyone at this point. I mean, Bigby Williams is named the SEC Player of the Week. Now, if you go in to SEC play, who were the, the biggest players that stood out on this team? And, you know, maybe he's not even mentioned sort of in the top five. You know, and that just kind of shows you that LSU, when their guys are on, when you have these types of contributions that they're getting, from all these different players, I think it just shows you kind of where things are at right now uh, with Will Wade's team, and that they have an opportunity to keep things rolling. I mean, let's just look at their upcoming schedule. Look at their next four games. They're at home against Georgia. They're at Missouri. They're at Texas A&M. They're at home against Arkansas. You can't tell me those aren't all four winnable games, and if anyone shouldn't be shocked, if LSU, we're looking up here in a couple weeks, and LSU's 8-0 in the SEC. Should we be shocked? I don't think so. Uh, because things are really setting up well for this team. As we know, any road game in the SEC is tough. And it's not going to be easy to win at Missouri or at Texas A&M. Even as sort of as poorly as Texas A&M's playing right now. Um, and Missouri's never an easy place to, to get a victory. But LSU's talented enough to win these next four games. And that's not saying they can't win the games after that. It's just looking at this next you know two-week stretch here. Um, it's a very important one because it can help LSU really take another big leap forward um, at this point because they have the talent to be an SEC title contender, and they've kind of, like Kentucky, they've gotten past some of those early problems where maybe the the chemistry and the youth was still a work in progress, uh, but they've kind of found their confidence, they've found their momentum, uh, and, and they just keep rolling right along. And on the other side, for South Carolina, to have that blowout loss is not something that is ideal, but when you start 4-0 in the SEC and you already have a couple quality wins under your belt, uh, that's something that you can not really necessarily afford because we know Frank Martin's not going to say, well, you know, we could use something like that. But here's the thing with South Carolina. Is their next couple games are against Auburn and Tennessee, SEC games. They got the, the, the SEC Big 12 Challenge at Oklahoma State on Saturday, but we're going to learn a lot about the Gamecocks. I mean, if you come out and beat Auburn and Tennessee in your next two SEC games, then we're looking at you completely differently uh, at this point. So that, that's going to be a good opportunity there uh, to know where South Carolina stands, just like many other teams in the SEC. Uh, going around the league, we won't get into every single game uh, just because I know everyone's sort of more focused on looking ahead at the games that will be coming up uh, this week. Uh, Ole Miss gets a, a very nice win over Arkansas. Uh, the Rebels, we learn a lot about how you bounce back, and they bounce back from that LSU loss uh, with a win over an Arkansas team that, that came in kind of in a spot where you didn't know what could happen. I mean, Arkansas was kind of in desperation mode. Now they're sitting at 1-4 and four in the SEC. 
but Ole Miss took care of business, and that's what you want to see from teams that you feel like at this point at least ha- have played their way into a firm NCAA tournament spot. Long way to go, as we know, during the season, but uh, Ole Miss is sitting in a good spot right now. At 4-1 and one, uh, in the conference, uh, you look elsewhere, uh, Mississippi State goes to Vanderbilt, gets a big win, and that was one of those games I thought that told us a lot about Mississippi State because could have easily went in there against a Vanderbilt team that was desperate and, and let the Commodores uh, kind of take care of business, but that didn't happen. You know, Mississippi State came out early on, took a big lead, and they, they really didn't let up, and that's what you have to do if you want to be a great team. Uh, is kind of win those games you're supposed to win in a convincing matter, and that's that's how they did it. I mean, that they went out and you know Ben Allen's team just just played very well and, and played the type of game they should have played against a Vanderbilt team that's really struggling. And I know Bryce True right now is is trying to figure some things out. And as I mentioned in the power rankings, the problem for Vanderbilt is not that they're 0 and 5. The problem is that their next two SEC games at home are going to be against Tennessee and Kentucky. After that. They're on the road at Missouri and at Arkansas. So just like we talked about with LSU, possibly being 8-0, I'm not going to say that, that Vanderbilt's not going to win one of these games, but if you go into those four games, Vanderbilt's probably going to be the underdog in all four of those SEC games. Not to mention that they have a, a road game at a very good Oklahoma team coming up on Saturday. So th- things are kind of going in the wrong direction uh, for the Commodores right now, and the unfortunate part is that there's not really any let-up in their SEC schedule that's going to allow them kind of a break to, to maybe get back on track. But, of course, if you come out and beat Tennessee and Kentucky, um, that that would probably make things quite a bit better, uh, even with the five losses. To start out, league play. Um, elsewhere, Florida gets a good win at Georgia. Um, that was a good, another game that, that I thought Florida could have gone in and sort of let Georgia uh, use its size to, to take advantage of a lot of different things. But Florida trying to kind of get back to where we thought they'd be earlier in the season, uh, they're starting to kind of figure some things out. Even, you know, being 2-3 and three in league play, uh, I thought they, they figured some things out against Tennessee. They, they converted that into a pretty good performance at Mississippi State, even though they lost that game. And now, though, to be able to go on the road, which Florida now has two road wins at Arkansas, at Georgia, uh, it's big, and this is one of those things when we talk about opportunities. Florida's next three SEC games are all at home, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Kentucky. If you can win you know, two of those three or go 3-0, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself, I think, if you're the Gators and you feel like things are maybe uh, quite back on track to, to how you wanted them to be. Now, you also have to mention um, a pretty significant injury to this point where Keith Stone's going to be out for the season uh, after an ACL injury, so that doesn't help your, from a depth standpoint. Uh, so that's something that the Gators will kind of, you know, move forward with and uh, try to continue uh, to get the contributions they're getting elsewhere here as they go into a very important part of the SEC schedule. The other game, I think the only other one we haven't mentioned at this point, was Missouri just going in and just dominating Texas A&M. Um, yeah, we talk about desperate teams. Missouri was 0-3, went in knowing that they absolutely had to have that win, and they took care of business, and that's what you want to see if you're Conzo Martin and his staff. Um, you know, And I think the biggest thing that continues to stand out for me, and, and anybody who watches this team play, it has to be something that just I'm in awe of, just based on seeing it. But I think it, it, it sort of 
um, shows you the, the beauty of the college game. Uh, Jordan Geist, someone who has made such a significant strides in terms of the, his overall skills and his game. Um, you know, he leads uh, Missouri in that game, but you think about what he's done this season. Um, we came into this regular season not knowing what was going to happen with Missouri after Jonte Porter's injury. Uh, we thought this team could be in a situation where they go from being what felt like a pretty good shot to make the NCAA tournament to being maybe the the worst team in the SEC just because we didn't know. I mean, I don't think anyone really knew how they were going to be able to completely change everything knowing that they were going to run all their stuff through Jonte Porter. Jordan Geist has just completely transformed his game. You look at all the scoring performances. You just look at the way – he has contributed in terms of taking care of the ball, the passing-wise. Uh, it's just it's been incredible to watch, and Missouri's going to continue to be able to lean on him moving forward. And I know that it's just something where I don't think you're going to be able to count Missouri out uh, in a lot of games this season. And you look at some of their performances thus far, yeah, they've got you know a blowout loss at home to Tennessee. They had the 10-point loss at South Carolina. They lost at home to Alabama. Um, it's not been an ideal start, but I still think Missouri is going to be one of those squads that we're looking up and saying, well, that could be the team that sort of plays the spoiler role um, and maybe is able to reel off some wins at some point to kind of keep themselves in the picture. You know, at this point, are they an NCAA tournament team? No. But they still have some opportunities, and the schedule is one of those things. We always say the schedule means so much. Uh, based on how you get certain games, where they fall, uh, and all that. Missouri is a team that doesn't really necessarily have a great uh, schedule because they, they've still got road games at Auburn. They've still got a game at Tennessee, Ole Miss. They've got to go to Florida. they got to go to Mississippi State. A lot of tough road games, but if they're able to kind of put together some wins at home, um, that that's going to give this team an opportunity, I think, to be – uh, sort of one of those that's just going to be sort of a thorn in the in the side of a lot of different teams in the SEC uh, based on how they play um, and kind of the approach and playing style that, that Conzo Martin wants to play with this particular group. But again, huge props to, to Jordan Geist and what, what he's been able to do. Um, just, what, just an incredible improvement that, that he's made on his game, and he deserves all the credit for that. Uh, just working hard, man, to, to get to this point. Um, so you, you got to give the Tigers credit. you got to give Jordan guys credit, and they're going to try to keep that momentum rolling uh, this week when they take on Arkansas on the road on Wednesday. They'll host LSU on Saturday. So um, looking ahead, you know, it's uh, we've, we've mentioned it many times. It's just every coach kind of goes into each week knowing that it's basically a, a one-game season, a two-game season, however you want to look at it, uh, because – Things can change so quickly in this conference, uh, knowing you know how quickly you can move up, how quickly you can move down. So you've got to bring it every single night. Uh, there are no off nights, even if you look around at teams that have struggled, you know, like a Texas A&M, like a Vanderbilt, uh, Georgia, Arkansas, teams that really have sort of not gotten off the great starts. They they aren't gimme wins. There aren't going to be any gimme wins as we go throughout the rest of the season. Uh, and coaches know that throughout the league, and they're going to try to keep their, their teams focused uh, as we look ahead. But so many great matchups coming up this week. Uh, it was uh, another sort of fun adventure in the world uh, of college basketball, really, when you look around at all the different results. Uh, the big games, Duke-Virginia was one that stood out. Michigan lost. 
Um, so you just have a lot of great college basketball being played right now. That's the beauty of conference play is that we know that there's going to be all these types of games uh, that happen on a week-by-week basis, and especially in the SEC right now, you're seeing some teams that, that are trying to kind of make their mark and build their NCAA tournament resumes uh, to where maybe we get a situation where the SEC gets eight teams in again. Uh, but either way, it's still one of those things where I think we're going to go into March feeling like there are multiple SEC teams, uh, maybe four or five even, that can be second weekend tournament types of teams because we're already seeing that potential during the regular season, and a lot of these teams have a chance to, to really go far in the NCAA tournament. So uh, that'll wrap up today's episode of the podcast. Just wanted to run through some things that were on my mind from uh, a really fun set of games on Saturday. Be sure to subscribe, go over to iTunes, search for Southeast Hoops. That way you don't miss any of the podcasts uh, that we do have coming up. As I mentioned last week, trying to uh, do these more regularly now for you guys uh, and continue to have the written work going up at southeasthoops.com. The power rankings are up over there, as I mentioned earlier, um, and we'll have the game picks uh, each day, each game day. So you'll be able to know uh, who I'm picking in all the games. I haven't looked at my complete record uh, since uh, the games on Saturday, but I think it's looking okay so far to this point in the season in a very unpredictable conference, as we know. Um, so be sure you check that out over there. And as I continue to say, go over to the podcast page on southeastsoups.com. You'll get links over there uh, to not just the podcasts I do here, but you'll be able to listen to all the, the different podcasts, the radio stuff that I do that will give you more uh, insight, more discussion in uh, SEC basketball. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.